everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to episode 49 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. We have a great show for you today, and in this episode, we are going to get to the Ohio State men's and women's hockey teams, as they both had great weekends for the men's team, a split against Michigan, but a dominating win, and for the Ohio State women's hockey team, making a statement on a Badger sweep. We'll also get to the Blue Jackets as well. But without further ado, let's get right into this week's focus, talking about the Ohio State hockey teams and the Columbus Blue Jackets. (music) Let's get now into this week's focus, and let's start with the Ohio State men's hockey team up in Ann Arbor against their rivals. And it was a rivalry week for Ohio State men's and women's hockey. And the number eight Ohio State men's hockey team dominated number six Michigan at the Yost Arena 7-2. to two. They scored seven goals against the sixth best team in the nation. And that is a really good win for the Ohio State men's hockey team. A five-goal second period in Ohio State. Uh, that was six games in a row for them, and they ultimately, uh, from that game, went 15-7-1 and won on the year. Uh, and this was a great game. Both teams tallied on the power play in the first period. The Wolverines opened the scoring. But then Ohio State scored four in a row in the second period to push the Buckeyes to a 5-1 lead. Michigan stopped the Buckeyes' five-goal run at 17-31 in the second. But Ohio State got a shorthanded goal on the major penalty that they had uh, in the final minute of the second period to have a 6-2 lead. Uh, And the only goal in the third period was on the power play for OSU. The Buckeyes were 4-8 for on the power play, so always a big special teams effort for Ohio State. Getting it done on the power play, then getting a shorthanded goal as well, and they were 4-5 for on the penalty kill. Three Buckeyes having three points this game. Travis Keelor had two goals and an assist. Stephen Halliday had a goal and two apples. While Tate Singleton had three helpers as well. And Cole McCord and Michael Gildon each had two assists and points in the game. And in all, 13 Buckeyes had at least one point. And the Buckeyes outshooting the Wolverines 52-21. to uh, including 45-16 to 16 over the first 40 minutes of play. So this is a great effort because when we talked to head coach Steve Rollick on Thursday when our most recent podcast came out, and if you haven't listened to that, make sure you do. Uh, just You're on 614 Checks podcast page right now. He talked about the depth and that everyone had to help out and everyone was chipping in and having that many players a chip in on the game and 13 Buckeyes at least having a point means that everyone was really working together and right now it's the depth and the special teams that is really helping this Ohio State team and this is a fabulous Michigan team a lot of high draft picks and they're known for their crazy environment at the Yost Ice Arena where it's hard to play and coming out on Friday in a very hard environment and shutting Michigan down. That has to be a huge momentum boost and showing that this Ohio State men's hockey team is no joke and that 
they are turning it up in 2023, getting ready for the playoffs in the near future. Now, the second game on Saturday didn't go Ohio State's way, but it was still a good weekend in series for them as the Buckeyes fell to Michigan 4-2. to The Buckeyes winning streak coming to an end uh, for the series split there. Uh, and the Buckeyes now going to 15-8-1 on the season so far. The Buckeyes opened the scoring just 18 seconds into the game, but then the Wolverines got 2-1 after the first period, scored the only goal of the second uh, for it to be 3-1. Buckeyes made it a one-goal game midway through the third, but the Wolverines got a late power play goal. And, you know, the Buckeyes, when it comes to their penalty kill, usually very tight on it, but unfortunately for the Buckeyes, they gave up one there. Uh, when it was a very key moment in the game. And Ohio State did have the shot advantage, 39-27, but they were unable to score on its four power play chances. So kind of a different strip from the game before, where for the Buckeyes, this was really, in the first game, they dominated on the power play. They had four power play goals. They were really good on the penalty kill. They had shorthanded opportunities, and they got a goal there. But when it came to, of course, the game for the Saturday game, it wasn't the same case because Michigan was able to win the special teams battle there. Um, and it, of course, now for Ohio State, they will travel to Madison, Wisconsin for games on Friday and Saturday. Uh, the puck drop will first start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for both nights, actually. And the games will be on Bally Sports, Wisconsin, on Bally Sports, Great Lakes, as well as Ohio State Radio. And then the week after, the Buckeyes will be back hosting Penn State. Um, and that was really a story for the Ohio State men's hockey team this week. I would assume that they may move up to seven or six on the spots because I think that they will most likely move up to seven. Um, but, you know, this is a pretty impressive weekend. Uh, a lot of people may have not thought that no, Ohio State was where they were at eight, and if they should be there, but they definitely showed that they are a team to beat right now in the NCAA, and that they are definitely a top 10 team, and playing a 7-2 win on Friday against an amazing Michigan team definitely solidifies them in the conversation uh, to move up, and I think that they will. Talking about the other Moving up in standings and rankings and things like that, the number one women's hockey team in the nation, the Ohio State women's hockey team, had a huge series at home this weekend. And it was a very good series, especially the first game was a fabulous hockey game, uh, which we had on Bally Sports Ohio with uh, Tyler Danberg. It was a fantastic game. Now, number eight, Wisconsin per the USCHO. I know they're number five. Uh, on the U.S. today, but usually we go by the USCHO. So number eight, Wisconsin. Of course, they were number two the week before, and this really felt like a one-two matchup, even though on paper it was not anymore. Uh, in that game, it was very tight, and after 60 minutes was played, Ohio State and Wisconsin had one goal apiece. It was a very tight defensive game, and the goaltenders in Reagan Kirk for Ohio State and Cami Cronish for Wisconsin played out of their minds. Both of those goals were backdoor passes where the goaltenders didn't really have much chance. In 39 seconds left in the three-on-three -three overtime period, um, 
The Buckeyes had a face-off. Emma Malte won the draw, got right back to Sophie Jakes. And when Jakes has the puck on her stick, uh, she took the shot and sent it past Cami Cronish. And at that point in time, like Sophie Jakes is so powerful on the shots that Cami Cronish didn't have much of a chance there. And it was a great win for the Buckeyes in overtime. And it was Wisconsin that did start the game uh, with the lead. Uh, 17 minutes into the first period, Lacey Eden had a backdoor goal, and Jen Puglioni tied the game in the second period just right after the Buckeyes' first power play expired. Levis was able to send the puck across in front of the Wisconsin goal to Buglioni, who had the one-timer. And the Buckeyes did outshoot the Badgers 14-5 in the third period where there were no goals, um, but Reagan Kirk finished the regulation period with 23 stops. And it was just a very good game for both teams. It was extremely entertaining. Uh, both games were standing room only at OSU Ice Rink, which was really cool to see. Uh, and just the crowd and the energy was there. You could sense that the rivalry between these two teams was very present. And this crowd let it roar after the Sophie J. goal. Her overtime winner... Uh, game winner is the second of her career. Last time she did that was the 2022 WCHA Final Faceoff Championship game. Uh, Jakes now has 17 goals on the year, the second most by any player in the country. Clark had a total of 27 saves for Ohio State, allowing just one goal. She went to 7-1-1 one, one on the year now. And Reagan Kirk is one of the 27 goaltenders on the watch list for the Hockey Commissioners Association's Goaltender of the Year Award. Each member of the Buckeyes' second line of Emma Malte, Kenzie Hosworth, Peyton Levis each got an assist on the win. And shots-wise, Ohio State outshot Wisconsin 36-28 in total. Cronish for Wisconsin played a great game and had 34 saves. But there were no power play goals in this game. The Buckeyes were 0 for 3. Wisconsin was 0 for 2. But the Buckeyes dominated faceoff wise 33 to 25. And it was a really great game. Very close. And you could start to sense that the rivalry was there. The tightness between those both teams. But that was Wisconsin's fourth straight loss. And after that loss, it was very hard for the Badgers to get back in the series. And they were not able to. They scored one goal the entire weekend because the Buckeyes on Saturday, they dominated. They rolled through Wisconsin with a 5-0 shutout win. Peyton Levis got her second career hat trick as Ohio State got its sixth straight win. And now the Badgers have their fifth straight loss, first time since 1999-2000 season. Uh, so we will see in the future how Wisconsin drops down, but I definitely think that they may continue to go down the rankings. And the Buckeyes, in the rankings-wise, after this series, they're definitely the number one team. Of course, they weren't going to drop down after sweeping Wisconsin, but they their role and them being the number one team in the nation continues to be solidified after a performance like that. And let's just talk through this game. Ohio State took the lead early. It's first of five unanswered goals, just one minute and 57 seconds into the game. The play started. McKenna Webster recovered the puck uh, and connected with Peyton Levis, waiting at the bottom of the faceoff circle and got it past Badger goaltender Jane Gervais. The Buckeyes got their second goal 
around two minutes later as Emma Malte uh, at 3.54 in the first period was able to get the puck past Gervais. Webster had another great assist, recovered the puck from the Badgers uh, from the neutral zone, and Malte got the pass from Webster right on top of the goal crease and found the back of the net. And the Buckeyes took the 2-0 lead after the first period and out shooting Wisconsin 14-4 after the first. And Jed Gardner then got the Buckeyes' only goal of the second frame at 2.06 in the period. And this was just pure skill. An amazing shot uh, by Jen Gardner. And it was through the neutral zone. The breakout for the Buckeyes were able to get it done off the Gardner shot. And then it was two goals for Peyton Levis uh, in the third period to complete the hat trick. The Buckeyes continued to have offensive pressure. And ultimately, Peyton Levis was able to get three goals in this game uh, for a hat-trick and help the Buckeyes uh, have a shutout. The Buckeyes were great defensively, 17 saves for Amanda Tilly, which was really important for her um, in trying to show that she is ready to go for this second half of the season. She didn't play a game since December 17th. So to have this win for Amanda Teeley and get the shutout was very key. And the Buckeyes were 4-4 four for four on the penalty kill and held Wisconsin scoreless for just the third time this season. Uh, and Payton Levis' second hat-trick uh, as an Ohio State player. Uh, and she's the second OSU player this season to have a hat-trick as well. Um, and McKenna Webster tied a career-high tying four points on the day with four assists. And that was really important for her after playing her former team in the Wisconsin Badgers. The Buckeyes had 39 shots on goal compared to Wisconsin's 17. And once those shots really start to separate between those two teams, something Ohio State usually does, they outshoot their opponents by a lot, you really knew that this was going to be Ohio State's game. Uh, and the Buckeyes were 0 for 4 on the power play. So was Wisconsin, meaning no power play goals were scored in this series, which helped the penalty kill numbers, didn't help the power play numbers, of course. Um, but Webster led the team in points that day with four points, uh, all of them being assists. Levis, having, of course, having those three goals for three points. Malte was 1-2-3, Jakes was 0-2-2, oh, two, and, two, and Gardner was one goal uh, for one point. The Buckeyes will now hit the road next weekend to face St. Cloud State on January 20th. 21st. The Friday game will be at 4 p.m. Eastern and then 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday at St. Cloud State, and that will be on Big Ten Plus. Something else that is really important to talk about in this game, uh, Abby Rosenthal exited the game in the second period for the Ohio State Buckeyes with an apparent injury close to the Ohio State bench. She was looked at by trainers and then exited the game later and did not return for the rest of the game. At this moment in time, we do not have an update from Ohio State. And of course, we wish Rosenthal the best. Um, and we will see how this impacts the Buckeyes in the future. Of course, Rosenthal so strong on those faceoffs, an important part of this Buckeyes team. And we will see how everything plays out as the Buckeyes women's hockey team season continues on. Now let's move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets as of course, it was a short week uh, since we had the our last episode on Thursday. Uh, we had a Cannon Digest episode for the Carolina game. The Jackets lost 6-2. to They then won 4-3 to on Saturday 
as Patrick Laine had a hat-trick in Detroit. And the Blue Jackets were up 4 nothing, but then let three goals in, and they almost looked like they were on their toes at the end of the game, but they were able to get the job done. A busy week for the Blue Jackets this week, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday night at Nationwide Arena, Bally Sports, Ohio, and we will have a Canon Digest episode for you post-game. Then the Blue Jackets will go on the back-to-back play in Nashville Tuesday, 8 p.m., and that's going to be on Bally Sports, Ohio as well. They will then host the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the Blue Jackets will at home, Bally Sports, Ohio, 7 p.m. on Thursday, and then a Saturday night game versus the San Jose Sharks on Bally Sports, Ohio as well at Nationwide Arena, and that will be their last game before they go on the Western Canada road trip, and then, of course, they add Seattle in there as well. So that's going to be it for this week's focus here on 614 Check. Without further ado, let's get right into the rapid headlines and College Corner. Much since Thursday, but we do know the Blue Jackets activated defenseman Nick Blankenberg off the injured reserve. And we also know the Blue Jackets placing Eric Robinson on the IR as well as adding goaltender Jet Greaves on emergency recall who has since then been sent back to the Cleveland Monsters. Now let's get into the outro. Nine of 614 check here on Sterling Gray Sports Radio's podcast network. And make sure you stay tuned for Canon Digest episodes in the future. The link is in the description. And follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at the handle at 614check. 4check spelled F-O-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. But without further ado, my name's Zach Rodier, and we'll catch you on episode 50 of 614check. Thanks.